0: this is the bible in one year express day 144 how to finish well you can finish well you may have had a bad start in life you may have messed up along the way you may have made mistakes you may have regrets but you can finish well and that is what matters most some start well but fall in the recession. Many of the companies that business consultant Jim Collins had profiled in his international bestseller, Good to Great, fell. Even the mightiest of companies can fall. In his most recent book, How the Mighty Fall, he examines the path towards doom. The first stage of the process begins with hubris born of success. As with Saul in the Old Testament passage for today, it is pride and arrogance that begins the process by which the mighty fall. Saul started well, but did not finish well. It is more important to finish well than to start well. In the New Testament, Saul of Tarsus started off very badly as the persecutor of Jesus, but he finished well as the great apostle Paul. Jesus, as always, shows us the way. His life was relatively short. He died in his early 30s. Yet he finished well He completed the work The Father gave him to do This is my ambition in life I want to complete the work God has given me to do How can you make sure You finish well? From Proverbs 12 and 13 In the way of righteousness There is life Along that path is immortality A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. The righteous hate what is false, but the wicked make themselves a stench and bring shame on themselves. Righteousness guards the person of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. Take the long view. The writer of Proverbs encourages us to take the long view and stay in the way of righteousness where there is life. Along that path is immortality. Avoid the temptation to focus just on the here and now. Act in the light of eternity. What does a righteous life look like? First, listen to parental advice. A wise child heeds a parent's instruction. Honoring parents is high on the list of God's priorities. Family, life and good parenting are so important. I recommend the parenting book by Nikki and Silla Lee. Second, guard your lips. Those who guard their lips guard their lives. But those who speak rashly, will come to ruin. It is impossible to overestimate the importance of your words and of controlling the tongue. Third, work hard. The desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Work is a blessing. Success can be hard work. It requires diligent perseverance. Winston Churchill said, Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Fourth, love The truth. The righteous hate what is false. We are to hate dishonesty and to love the truth. Mark Twain once said, If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. Fifth, be a person of integrity. Righteousness guards the person of integrity. Integrity does not mean being perfect, it means being honest, real, and authentic. It's the opposite of hypocrisy. In his book, Integrity, The clinical psychologist Dr. Henry Cloud writes that integrity is the key to success. A person with integrity has the often rare ability to pull everything together, to make it all happen no matter how challenging the circumstances. Lord, help me to be wise, to honor parents, to guard my lips, to work hard, to speak the truth, and to live a life of integrity. New Testament from John 14 Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, "Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way?" Jesus answered, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on you do know him and have seen him." Philip said, "Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us." Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. And they'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, And you are in me and I am in you. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Trust in the legacy of Jesus. Are you troubled, distressed, agitated or afraid? Jesus does not want you to be troubled, but to have peace in your heart. Jesus knew that his life on this earth was about to finish. He was about to leave his disciples. He was going back to the Father. Yet he said to them, Do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. Peace I leave with you. Jesus does not leave you alone, but passes on to you an amazing legacy. Jesus has good plans for your future. Jesus says, there is plenty of room for you in my father's home. I'm on my way to get your room ready. In Christ, your long-term future is totally secure. Jesus is coming back for you. The end of earthly life is not the end. Jesus told his followers, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You will be with Jesus forever. Jesus has opened the way for you to know God. Thomas asks, how can we know the way? Jesus replies, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus reveals God for you. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus replies, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. If you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. Jesus will do even greater things through you. Jesus will do even greater miracles to his disciples than he did while he was on earth. Jesus will continue to answer your prayers. From now on, whatever you request and along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I'll do. Jesus will never leave you alone. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. He says that he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. He has been staying with you and will even be in you. Jesus will continue to love you. Those who love me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Jesus and the Father will make their home with you. Jesus said, Those who love me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Jesus leaves you with peace. Peace I leave with you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Peace comes from trusting that Jesus is there with us and in us. Jesus is our peace. How is all this possible? The way in which Jesus passes on his legacy to you is through the Holy Spirit. He has sent the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, to live in your heart. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. The Greek word for the Holy Spirit, paracletos, literally means one called alongside. It's a multifaceted meaning, counselor, advocate, comforter, encourager, helper, someone to stand by you, He who is to befriend you. For example, a mother is a paraclete for her child. She takes away the anguish of loneliness. She brings presence, security, peace and communion. The Holy Spirit now lives in us to give us new strength and new love so that we, the church, can continue the mission of Jesus to the world. Jesus had thought it through very carefully and had made a great succession plan. Lord, thank you that you give me the Holy Spirit to live in me and to be with me forever. Thank you that you give me your peace and you promise to answer my prayers. Old Testament 1 Samuel 14 and 15 Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul, but he was told, Saul has gone to Carmel. There he has set up a monument in his own honour and has turned and gone on down to Gilgal. Honour the Lord to the end. Saul started off very well. God had given him great success. In the passage for today, we can learn from Saul's good example in the early days of his leadership. He headhunted good, brave people and mobilised them. However, he did not finish well due to disobedience and arrogance. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Not only did he disobey God, but he set up a victory monument in his own honor. How different this is from Jesus, who, as we see in today's passage, had only one aim in life, to bring glory to his Father. Samuel tells Saul, When you started out in this, you were nothing, and you knew it. Then. God put you at the head of Israel, made you king over Israel. Why did you not obey God? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing, not staging a lavish religious production. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Because you said no to God's command, he says no to your kingship. Power is so dangerous. It has a strong tendency to corrupt. Success can so easily lead to pride and arrogance. That, in turn, can lead to idolatry. Keep honoring the Lord. Lord, help me to follow the obedience and humility of Jesus. May the Spirit of Truth lead and guide me and give me your peace. Pepper adds John 14 Verse 1-3 to says, Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. When I hear these words which are often read at funerals, I can feel the power of them reaching into the depth of grief and bringing comfort and hope.